When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to part two of The Moon Underwater. I am your landlord, John Robbins, and with me is the lovely, the lovely Robin Allender, who has set quite the taxing pub quiz, fantastic questions set. And we're joined by QI Elf, a.k.a. Quelf, Andrew Hunter-Murray, who I have to say, for the past six or seven hours, has been absolutely fixed on answering Robin Allender's <laughs> pub quiz questions about the London Underground. Robin, I'm going to hand over to you to take us all off these pub oak green tenterhooks. <laughs> Thanks, John. Yes, it was a quiz all about the London Underground Network and the London Overground Network. And question one was, there are six London Underground stations which are named after pubs, and can you name them? So would it be easier with these questions if I just read the answers and you kind of mark yourself? No, ask Andrew what he's got. Okay, cool, cool. Right, Andrew, what have you got? I'm not sure these are all right. Okay. And I've only written down four. Here we go. Okay, cool. Royal Oak, Blackfriars, and we reached the end of my confident answers, <laughs> Elephant and Castle and Seven Sisters. Those just sounded a bit pubby to me. Okay, interesting, interesting. John? Well, I think Andrew has got two right my list is Angel, Royal Oak, Swiss Cottage, Elephant and Castle, Mansion House and Maid of Vale. John, that is incredibly stunning, but I'm afraid it's Manor House, not Mansion House. Ah, uh, that's like a sort of typo of my mind. I wish I give you half a point. That's quite... <laughs> that, yeah, so Elephant... Let's go through it again. Angel, mm. Royal Oak, Swiss yeah. Cottage, yeah. Elephant and Castle, Maid of Vale. I mean, that one... So it was Maida Vale itself is named after a pub. Yeah. So it's sort of by by association, mm. but but still fair enough. Mansion. I wrote mansion instead of manor, Lynn. No, don't worry about it. You did. You, you smashed that. That was fantastic. Um, yeah, the Maida Vale was named after the pub, the hero of Maida, which used to stand on Regent's Canal. And interestingly, QI tweeted this fact about <laughs> about uh, underground stations named after pubs a few years ago. And someone replied, that's not even remotely quite interesting. Lovely stuff. <laughs> I think that's really interesting. I know. It's just We get that in response to pretty much every tweet. <laughs> yeah. It's just Twitter at its finest, isn't it? <laughs> that's so funny. So Oaks, how did you fare with Oaks, Andrew? I wrote down two. 
It's already I'm managing expectations. <laughs> uh, Royal Oak again, and I think there's Oaklands. Okie dokie, Royal Oak and oh, o- and Okie dokie. Sorry. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. One. yeah. Uh, John, what have you got? Uh, I've only got two. I've got Royal Oak and Gospel Oak. Okay. Ooh. Interesting. So you, maybe you think of Oak Wood, Andrew, which is on the Piccadilly line. There isn't an Oakland. Very forgiving of you. Yeah. <laughs> but but Burnt Oak on the Northern line. Oh. Uh, Gospel Oak, I'll give you, John, which is on the Overground. And you could also have had Honor Oak Park. Oh, of course. But very well done. Do a gig at Honor Oak Park, yeah. at the Honor Oak Pub. <laughs> pub. It's a nice pub, actually. Yeah, it's a nice pub. So, John, I think you got that one as well, didn't you? No, I just got two there, Royal Oak and Gospel Oak. Okay. And Andrew got kind of one and a half. That's the kindest half I've ever yeah, been given. Well, because basically you used the word oak, which could have been... A... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so this one, I've got no idea how I'm going to mark this. Shall I just read them out? Because there are loads. Okay. So, Bethnal Green. Oh, shit. Bounds Green, Golders Green, Greenford, Green Park, Kensal Green, North Greenwich, which is maybe ambiguous, Parsons Green, Stepney Green, Turnham Green, Wilsdon Green, Wood Green, and on the overground, Edmonton Green and Haringey Green Lanes, which sounds lovely. So how did you do with those? I got all 14, actually. Um, <laughs> amazing. I got three. Three? That's pretty good. Oh. I got five. Wow, oh, well done, John. Really annoyed that I didn't get Bethnal Green. Wilston's Green's the one. Which line's that on? Is it Jubilee? I can't remember. No, it's on the Bakerloo line. Right. Wilston Green. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Good fun. So, John, you you got that. Very well done. Thanks, man. I got 12 and a half. Nice. Which must be a high score record in the Moon and Water pub quiz, just because there's never usually that many points on offer. <laughs> so, Andrew, you, you now have the second highest ever score. Yeah. Thank you so much. Can I redeem myself with a little uh, another pub fact that we did on the podcast once? Mm. You know, pubs kind of host their own competitions every now and again. Yeah. And they, the, the niche are the better. And those, those, we love those. Anyway, this is a fact we did yonks ago. There's an annual buttock clenching competition <laughs> at the new inn in Wedmore, Somerset. Contestants have to clench three 2p coins between their buttocks <laughs> and then get them four yards across the pub and drop them into a waiting pint glass. It sounds terribly unhygienic. <laughs> I think it might be. That's so funny. I'm watching Poirot at the moment because I've never seen it before. But the fact my girlfriend told me is whenever you watch David Suchet, he's always clenching his buttocks. That's how he kind of got into the role of Poirot. When you see him, when you watch him walk along, you can't kind of unsee it. I think he might have trained for it with a 2p coin. I, I don't I don't think I'm making that up. Really? Really. Wow. I, I have a vague memory of that. But you're absolutely right. He's always clenching. He's ready for anything. What a real spectrum of knowledge uh, yeah. we're unlocking here in the moon underwater this evening. Andrew, we must return to your dream pub. So oh, far, yeah. you've got Doom Bar. 20% of the pints you've ever drunk in your life have been Doom Bar, and you've <laughs> had one pint of Doom Bar. At Jacob's Creek, we're going to go for a Sauvignon Blanc on draft, which is a canny ploy mm. uh, to free up one of your bottles, which you've used for Cherry Creek Fruly. And the Helmut Lang Fortnum and Mason ice wine. <laughs> but we now must ask you for two spirits, please. Can I just say, what a chaotic pub this is turning into. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of sugar-related complaints, I think, from the clientele. 
All right. Well, I do try and buy sort of nice, interesting little bottles of spirits around the place. Normally, I don't. I don't. Um, I often don't buy them more than once. If you know what I mean, I will. I'll. You know, I'll buy. So at the moment, <laughs> I'm drinking a, a, a kind of what's that famous marmalade firm, Wilkin and Sons. They do like the old-fashioned marmalade. Anyway, they they have they have a, a shop on the coast. They've got literally their own outlet for only Wilkin and Sons marmalade things. There's a tea room thing, and they got a load of very very sweet, delicious spirits in bottles there. So there's a tawny marmalade whiskey, and there's a, a kind of a raspberry jam vodka liqueur, and they're they're all they're great. Mm. Anyway, I'd spent too much money in there, and I'm kind of. Um, regretting that now it's like it's kind of like the things you buy on holiday you know you buy a bottle of the local spirit so i don't know if i should commit any of those to the perfect pub i do think a nice whiskey would go a long way and i like quite peaty whiskies so i'll go please for a lagavulin mm. let's push the boat out and say 16 years aged lagavulin whiskey please how are you drinking it a bit of water in there just a bit of ice, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, one ice cube, uh, but a massive one. And um, that'll do me really nicely. Yeah, I, I love that. Robin, you're a resident whiskey-anado. Have you had Lagavulin? I have. I love, you know, all, all the different kinds of whiskey. Some people tend to go on one side or the other, don't they? But I think I, 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 love, I really like the peaty ones. I find Laphroaig like a bit much. It's almost got like TCP kind of quality to it, like all putting your head over a bonfire kind of quality. Lagavulin is quite strong. Is it's, it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not to be mucked around with. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes um, you really like that. It's so kind of powerful on the nose, those peaty, peaty smells. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I love them. What was your introduction to whiskey? Did you did you used to kind of hate it until someone converted you or something like that? No, I think I was pretty keen. Hmm. I don't actually remember when I first drank whiskey it's like i mean when you start drinking anything that's that's really strong like that it is a bit of a a surprise mm. and it takes a bit of a bit of getting used to but yeah and again i'm not i don't have a very advanced palate that's the thing i would easily be fooled by <laughs> a substitute uh whiskey i guess one of the nice things about lagavulin is you definitely know you're drinking something that's really really strong it is quite hard to to think you're drinking something else if you've got a sweet tooth and you like whiskey you'd probably like glaver which is a sort of whiskey liqueur. You can get it in most supermarkets if they're big enough. And it's, I think it's probably around 30%. And it's sort of like a honey whiskey wow. uh, liqueur. I think you'd really like that. God, that sounds great. How's it spelled again? G-L-A-Y-V-A, I think. I'm going to look that up. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Your next choice, please, Andrew. Well, I think, it, yeah. So we want another spirit. If the whiskies are kind of covered, then it'll either be a gin or a rum. There is a rum that I really, really like. And I've, again, I've not had it for a while because it's quite hard to get hold of here. And the kind of places that you get it here are quite specialist Soho shops. (laughs) There are a couple of shops on Old Compton Street, which I think do it, but it's quite pricey here. But when I was younger, I went to Cuba for a, a holiday and I got a bottle of this there. And I think I kind of stole the alcohol transporting allowance of the people I was with so I could bring back more of this stuff. <laughs> it's a rum called Legendario. Ooh. And it's absolutely delicious. It's so good. And the bottles I had, I really eked them out. I, I really made them last, you know. Not as long as the ice wine has lasted. Oh, it's sort of unusual for a, a rum bottle in that it's the bottle is completely black, is it? 
It certainly looks very dark. I tell you what, it looks like a bottle of stout. Yeah, it does. It does a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they have a few varieties, but I have seen that one, and it's quite nicely aged, and it's just it's it's heavenly. It's it's quite spiced as well, which I really dig. So yeah, that's fantastic. So is this the dark? one that you like yeah exactly the dark there as there a light variety as well yeah, yeah there's um yeah i think you can get uh yeah you can get a a blanco you can also get a sort of golden rum but it's on master of malt which is a great website if you're ever oh, looking okay. for obscure liqueurs and and a, a huge range of whiskies and vodkas and things like that but i know that i know the um off licenses you're you're thinking of an old Compton Street. One of them is called Amethyst. Ah, okay, yeah. And I've spent many an hour browsing <laughs> in Amethyst, and then they say, "Do you want any help?" And I'm like, "No, I'm fine." And then I just leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, Legendario Dark Rum Cuban. That looks smashing. Do you mix that with anything, or do you have it on its own? I think it's a bit of a crime to mix it with Coke. That one. Um, yeah, I probably have that on its own too. With ice? Oh, um, yeah, with a with a bit with a bit of ice. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, one to to kind of linger over. Yeah. Well, we've gone from the ridiculous to the sublime <laughs> here in the Moon Underwater. We we're, we're really we've got a connoisseur's uh, spirit selection. I think what we'll do is we'll pour ourselves a little measure of each as we head into the enormous leather chairs of the Moon Underwater Pub Library, Robin. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Thanks, John. This week in the Pub Library, we welcome one of my favourite authors, Kazuo Ishiguro, author of The Remains of the Day, Never Let Me Go, my personal favourite, The Unconsoled, and most recently, Clara and the Sun, which is a very prescient novel about AI. Uh, I love Ishiguro's novels because, although on the surface the language is very simple, they contain great depths, and his great subject is perspective, the way an individual will have a very unique and often very strange perspective based on their life experiences. And he's also very, very funny, and I don't think that gets remarked upon very often. So I'm going to read a little extract from The Remains of the Day, which is about a butler whose dedicated service has made him emotionally restrained and self-deceiving. And he's going on this little uh, tour around the West Country, and he stops in a pub called The Coach and Horses. And so I'll just read a little extract from The Remains of the Day. I lodged last night in an inn named The Coach and Horses, a little way outside the town of Taunton, Somerset. I began to feel a little restless in my room, and in the end decided to descend to the bar below to try a little of the local cider. There were five or six customers all gathered in a group around the bar, but otherwise the room was empty. Acquiring a tankard of cider from the landlord, I seated myself at a table a little way away, intending to relax a little and collect my thoughts concerning the day. Eventually one raised his voice and said to me, "'It seems you've let yourself in for a night upstairs here, sir.' When I told him this was so, the speaker shook his head doubtfully and remarked, "'You won't get much of a sleep up there, sir, not unless you're fond of the sound of old Bob.' He indicated the landlord, banging away down here right the way into the night, and then he'll get woken up by his missus shouting at him right from the crack of dawn. Despite the landlord's protests, this caused loud laughter all round. Is that indeed so, I said, and as I spoke, I was struck by the thought that some sort of witty retort was required of me. Indeed, the local people were now observing a polite silence awaiting my next remark. I thus searched my imagination and eventually declared... 
a local variation on the cock crow, no doubt. At first, the silence continued, as though the local persons thought I intended to elaborate further, but then, noticing the mirthful expression on my face, they broke into a laugh, though in a somewhat bemused fashion. With this, they returned to their previous conversation, and I exchanged no further words with them until exchanging goodnights a little while later. <laughs> there we go, remains of the day. Ah. So, it's really good stuff, isn't it? Because that's um, extremely funny, because it's, it's kind of an example of bad comedy being funny. You know, it's almost like cringe comedy. He's a great character. But this is so weird, I have just finished reading... Clara and the Sun. Ah, great. I'm a big fan as well. Yeah. Did you? Did, what did you think of Clara and the Sun? I liked it. I thought the robot revolution uprising scene was too gory for me. <laughs> and I thought... It, and it's classic Ishiguro. He lures yeah. you in with splatter core. And <laughs> a lot of the language was very harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I like soap operas. I like Ishiguro. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are, there's been a huge range of reactions to our pub library readings in the past. Some people listen intently... Uh, I noticed the odd guest here at the Moon Underwater wipe away a tear in the more moving readings. Most go on their phone. But Andrew, <laughs> you are the first person to... An enormous smile emerged on your face as uh, Robin said, Ishiguru. You then punched the air with both fists <laughs> and applauded mm. uh, during the uh, reading. It's a great reading. Yeah. What I love about that is actually his retort's not bad. It's not that bad, is it? Yeah. It's just a really good illustration of those awkward conversations where you feel this sudden pressure on you to oil the wheels of conversation in a way that you know you're not capable of. And he's such an un, un, unoily guy. As in, everything he does is incredibly studied and measured. He's a bit more robotic, actually, than Clara in Clara and the Sun, and she is literally a robot. I mean, he's 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 so repressed by his circumstances that he's he's kind of frozen himself uh yeah it's uh, it's an amazing book and there's also kind of a class thing going on there where he can't quite meet the class of these presumably working class people in the pub and it just sounds a little bit too kind of posh the way it comes off or something. completely i mean he's a very he's a very you know he's he is a servant but he's a servant too an incredibly eminent man and someone whose memory he's always trying to burnish and protect, even as he realises that actually his former master was a much more compromised man than he's... Well, the whole book is amazing. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. It's, isn't it? There's an emotional moment where there's a bit about the death of his father, who was also a butler. And I think it's at that moment someone someone says to him, are you all right? You're crying. Mm. And he's narrating the book, the butler. And he, he hasn't mentioned that he's crying. Yeah, We only see the most emotional moments in his life through the prism of somebody else who actually has the emotional nows to ask him about it and ask if he's all right. It's it's amazingly done. Yeah. It's so the, the narration, that unreliable narrator, it's brilliant. Like at the end where he meets, is it Miss Kenton? And he refers to her in the narrative by her first name, but he always addresses her as Miss Kenton. There's this weird like disparity between oh. the talks. But, but I take it because you were being a bit... You know, sarcastic about Clara and the Sun being because <laughs> it's not obviously not a kind of robot revolution. But but did you did you like it? I did like it. It's working with a similar palette of someone who, I mean, it, it's quite a challenge in literary terms to 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 have a character who 
presumably is programmed not to understand or notice certain things, mm. which she is because she's an AF, an artificial friend who's bought for a teenager. And her her purpose is slowly revealed over the course of the novel, this artificial friend. So it's a real challenge. And I was slightly, I couldn't quite work out what she's meant to know and what she isn't meant to know and how she's able to observe these things. But basically, the more brilliant authors like dipping their toes into the world of sci-fi, even though it's it's extremely literary it's still it, I, I think of it as a sci-fi novel i think that's a really good thing i do i do i, I like anything which kind of breaks down the barriers of genre because i think genre is a bit of a, a slightly restrictive system in the book world it's very useful but it's also you know i like a bit of range well a reminder that andrew's new book the sanctuary comes out in june unfortunately the rain has begun to pour down here at the moon underwater <laughs> Oh, yeah. Nice. Quite atmospheric. Yeah. So if that's in the background, that's just the nature of uh, the uh, the seasons here in mm. the correct realm. Um, but to add to the beautiful atmospheric sound of rain, Andrew, would you add an album to the Moon Underwater Jukebox, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there, there are so many... I, I mean, I, I like... Um, my tastes are quite broad. I I like that. I listen to a, a lot of I mean really 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 different stuff. And um, sometimes if I'm at the QI office, I I might be the first one in, and people will arrive and be quite baffled by. But less, yesterday we were seeing something really 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 different to this. It sounds like I'm bragging about having incredibly <laughs> Catholic tastes. I'm not. I just I just I, I don't. <laughs> I, I yeah. I I just like lots of different things. Well. Am I going to have to listen to this on repeat? Um, no, it's just there for when you come into your pub, when you want to hear it. It's the sort of the album that you'd most like to settle back with a lovely pint of Jacob's Creek um, <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, I feel like I'm going to make another Jacob's Creek choice here because there there are so many there are so many albums I'd I'd, I'd love to have, but. The kind of music I like is not very conducive to relaxing in a pub. I often think of the kind of music I like because I, I like quite sort of you know big loud rocky stuff as the kind of music that you you might you might have a fight in a pub too, <laughs> or that could soundtrack a fight in a pub. Mm-hmm. That'd be great, you know, a lot of a lot of um, stuff like Royal Blood or or you know the Black Keys, this kind of thing. Let's go for a Black Keys album. Let's go for their first album, which I think is called Busted, and it's great. Mm. And it's kind of grimy, garagey sound, which is not that far from that kind of pub aesthetic that we're going for. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd love that. And it's an album I've listened to many, many, many times. So I know I'll be happy to hear it whenever it's on. Are they all covers of Busted, are they? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was their way in. And <laughs> fair play to them. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, are you a fan of the Black Keys, dear? I don't really know that much about them. I know they're a two-piece, aren't they? They still play yeah. live as a two-piece. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely are, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's yeah, brilliant. I think someone once asked them, how did you how did you get that amazing sound like you were in a garage? And they said, oh, well, we, we did record it in Patrick's garage. And that was there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was them. Nice. Uh, yeah. Well, we've got Remains of the Day in the library. We've got Black Keys on the jukebox. Good 
Lord alone knows what Andrew's wildcard choice will be. Uh, Andrew, we've we've got a few more bits of admin before we let you take this pub away with you. Just to remind listeners where we're up to, we've got Doombar, Jacob's Creek on uh, draft. <laughs> we've got uh, Cherry Crike or Creek and Helmet Lang Ice Wine in bottles and cans. We've got Lagavulin, 16-year-old whiskey and legendario dark rum in the spirits section uh, but what's going to be your final choice and this is this is really an anything one isn't it yeah free swim can it be a cocktail yes mm. i feel like you get lots of people saying negroni we do i disagree with them but we <laughs> we let them all have their choices in our pub robin likes a negroni don't mind it yeah i do like a negroni i mean for the wild card what the, what what i'm thinking is that what i like to do is is go to a, you know that amazing array of bottles before you and you point at one you say I'll have some of that mm. or whatever it is and the the barman will say you want some of that <laughs> and and you give a bit of a look and say, yeah and they'll be like well what quantity do we serve that I don't yeah. know what like do we have a glass for that what what you just want some of that um, okay <laughs> they can't find it on the till yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly um, so I will go for the wild card for what I had the last time I did that which was, I was doing a show somewhere in, I think it was somewhere in the West Country. No, it was in, um, what's that, that uh, Buckfast. It was, it was in the village where they make Buckfast tonic wine. Right. Yeah. And there was a pub, there was a pub we were staying in a pub uh, for the gig. And I had that drink that looks like a monk. You know the one I mean? Frangelico. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Frangelico. That's good stuff. That's kind of um, almondy flavoured, I think. Yeah. yeah. Is it hazelnuts? Yeah, I think it's hazelnuts. It's hazelnuts. And it's the drink looks, it's a, it's a, the bottle is this dark brown like a friar's habit. And it's, it's shaped like a monk wearing his habit. And it's got a little cord belt. And, um, and that, that goes around the middle to make it look, and that, you know. So you really are sort of, you're quite an aperitif, you're a liqueur guy. Yeah. That's true. Frangelico has appeared before. It's a it's a noisette. Ooh. Going back to Buckfast, I didn't realise it was brewed here. So it's brewed near Totnes. That's right. Not far from Tynmouth. Yeah, 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 exactly. And we, we were down there. That was a lot of travelling. Brewed by monks, drunk by punks. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's such a lovely village, that the Buckfast. I always assumed it was Scotland because Bucky has got such a, a reputation up there. I know. You think it's brewed... In a shipyard yeah. on the banks of the Clyde, and actually, it's quite a, quite a sort of genteel Devon village. Well, Totnes is a very sort of when I was still sort of working a lot in the West Country. Totnes was the very like right on kind of new age alternative therapy type place oh. in the southwest. I mean, there are quite a few of them in the southwest, but you'd certainly be able to find someone to give you a bit of Reiki if you were in Totnes. <laughs> Um, a superb wild card though Andrew great and we look forward to uh, I mean I think you'd be in quite a state if you drank all of your drinks in one night (laughs) yeah we must now leave the Johnny Come Fly Be Nightly listeners to head off to find out who Andrew Hunter Murray's dream pub companion is if you would like to listen to this choice and also get access to Behind the Cellar Door then head to moonunderpod.com and click through to the Patreon link there For those of you who don't subscribe, we'll be back very shortly. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we return to our regular listeners. What a choice. What a person. What a what a lady or man. <laughs> what a lady or man. What a lady or man that you chose there. <laughs> now, Andrew, we're about to uh, bid you farewell, returning back to the other realm. Uh, but before you go, we would ask you to bar something from your pub, if that's okay. You're barred. I'm one of nature's barers. Are you? I, yeah. Bit of a cop. In that. No, sorry, no. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of stuff I'd like to ban. Ironically, I'm about to start by talking about something I wouldn't like to ban, but I was in a pub which uh, which had Morris dancing on the other day. It was great. Mm. I'd encourage Morris dancing. Okay, there's a place for it. There's a time for it. Yeah. It felt quite... There was something quite Merry England about it. It was just after the coronation, and it was quite... It's quite metal in a way I, I was watching it with a, a buddy of mine who's actually in a, a metal band a really good band called green lung oh, and yeah, uh, we, yeah. oh cool mm. yeah they're great and we kind of agreed there's something you know there's just there's every morris dance has the potential to turn into a ritual sacrifice yeah <laughs> and they just hold themselves back every time almost every time so <laughs> anyway morris dancers are welcome at, uh, at the pub what would i ban uh if i'm really allowed to ban stuff i'd ban um, sports. Any mention of sports that obviously includes, re- you know, people looking at sport. But I would, I would maybe ban some pub games mm. I, because I'm, I'm so bad at sport. Even buttock clenching. Weirdly, that's the one I excel at. Okay. Um, I've actually, I'm on the same two p coin that I had when, <laughs> uh, when I bought the uh, ice wine in 2010. <laughs> no, there's, um, I'm, I'm so bad at sports and I, I just don't find it especially interesting, I guess. So do you find in the world of facts, yeah. sport must take up a big part of that landscape? Do, do, does, it, does even sports trivia not really float your boat? No, it can do. I think what's great about sport is the human stories in it. You know, those are the really interesting elements of the world of sport and every sport has people who changed it or people who overcame challenges or and actually that's why people like sport at all you know people 
pe- people like the stories that, that you can look at um, the Premier League as this huge shifting soap opera of who's up, down, in, out, recovering, failing, making triumphant comebacks. Um, I'm talking myself out of barring sport, actually. In fact, <laughs> I'd like multiple tellies on every wall. Um, I want the entire pub to be one large flat screen on the inside so people can truly immerse themselves in the story. Yeah, sport's magnificent. <laughs> it's, no, it's, so sport does have those elements which I really like. I think I, I just don't. I don't connect especially with the kind of brute numbers of the world of sport. I don't find those as interesting or exciting. I love participating in sport. I like playing sport a lot. Um, I, I'm not much shakes at it, but uh, I do enjoy it. But not in the pub. Not in the pub. There shall be no sports. Thank you. Hurry up, please. It's time. And finally, a name, please. A name for this wonderful establishment. <sighs> I don't think there are any pubs named the Kazuo Ishiguro. <laughs> and that would be fun. But it's not quite... The, the Unconsoled Arms. Oh, that's good! <laughs> uh, Clara and the... Just the sun. The, the, sun, <laughs> the sun, yeah. Tavern, yeah. yeah. Um, a name. A really good name. Can't be wacky. Okay. I'm not going to go for any, you know, the parakeet and, and sarsaparilla. No. Mm. We want something solid, dependable. One place I really like is Froome in the West Country. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Our friend lives in Froome. Oh, really? Mm, yeah. Yes. Place, yeah. It's bloody good. Good pub town as well. Great pub town. I did a gig in the venue where Paul McCartney did his warm-up for... Cheese and Grain, is it? Cheese, yeah, and, cheese grain. and Grain, yeah. Mm. I went to the uh, local uh, sort of crafts market in cheese and grain which they have at the weekends when it's not hosting um you or paul mccartney john and um i bought a really hideous mug that's actually <laughs> never made it out of the back of the mug circle it's just too it's so bad i see that and i do sometimes regret anyway i think Froome is such a nice pub town it sort of has that lovely countrysidey feel mm. it's a gorgeous place so i'd go with something like the Froome arms or the Froome standard or Something like that. I think that'd be really nice. Cool. Froom here to eternity. Froom with a view. Froom with a view is nice. Froom with one's own. <laughs> we can do this all night. <laughs> well, we've we've got to come up with some kind of interesting take on Froom, surely. I like Froom here to eternity. I think that's good. Um, Froom Russia with love. Froom the bell tolls. <laughs> that's really good it's, it's got to be that hasn't it? that's it that's it i can see the sign now that's yeah. the nice thing yeah that's nice. good work well it's always nice to have a a workshopped pub title yeah um, from the bell tolls it's brilliant um well andrew we thank you so much uh, for joining us here at the moon underwater and the best of luck for the publication of The Sanctuary, Ooh. which may well be available now, uh, but I don't think it will be, so it's probably available soon. What's the <laughs> publication date? 1st of June. 1st of June. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, we look forward to relaxing with a copy of The Sanctuary, a couple of pints of Jacob's Creek, and maybe a little <laughs> Frangelico to uh, bring the evening to a close. Bye-bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 